The town of Basulia, in the land of Judea, came under siege by Holofernes, a mighty Seleucid general at the head of a huge army of Yavonim. Holofernes was notorious for his cruelty in suppressing rebellions. When he captured a rebel stronghold, he showed no mercy to the men, women, and children who were sheltered there. Now he was determined to crush the rebellion of the town of Basulia, whose inhabitants refused to recognize the oppressive rule of the Yavonim. The men of the town fought bravely and desperately to repulse the repeated assaults by the superior enemy forces. Since he could not take the town by force, Holofernes decided to besiege the town, to surround it, cut off the food and water supply, and starve the inhabitants into submission. Before long, the town was indeed brought to the very edge of surrender. Hungry, thirsty, and in utter despair, the townspeople gathered in the marketplace and demanded that rather than die of hunger and thirst, they should surrender to the enemy. Uziah, the commander of the defense forces, and the elders of the town tried to calm the population without success. Finally, they asked the people, Give us five more days. If no salvation comes by the end of five days, we will surrender. The people agreed, and slowly the crowd dispersed. Only one person remained in her place. She addressed Uziah and the elders in a firm clear voice. Why do you test Hashem, she said, giving him only five days in which to send us his help? If you truly have faith in Hashem, you must never give up your trust in him. Besides, don't you know that surrendering to Holofernes would be worse than death? The woman was Yehudis, the daughter of Yechanan Kaingadol. She was a young Almana, Almanalitzlan. She had lost her husband several years before and had devoted all of her time since to davening and acts of chesed. Yehudis was blessed with extraordinary charm and grace and beauty, but she was particularly respected for her devoutness, her tznius, and her ahavas chesed, her loving kindness, and her words made a deep impression on Uziah and the elders. You are quite right, daughter, they admitted. But what can we do? Only a downpour of rain that would fill the empty cisterns could save our people, but it's not rainy season. We are all suffering from hunger and thirst. Daven for us, Yehudis, and maybe Hashem will accept your tefillois. We must all daven, said Yehudis, and never despair of Hashem's help. But I also have thought of a plan. I want permission to leave town together with my maid. I want to go to Holofernes. Uziah and the elders were shocked. Do you know what you're saying, Yehudis? Would you sacrifice your life and your honor on the slim chance that you might soften Holofernes' heart? We cannot allow you to make such a sacrifice for us. But Yehudis was insistent. It happened before that Hashem sent his salvation through a woman, 
Yael, the wife of Heber, was her name, as you well know. It was in her hands that Hashem delivered the cruel Sisera. Uziah and the elders knew that she was right, but they attempted to discourage her from such a dangerous mission anyway. She was insistent, so finally they agreed. Yehudis passed through the gates of Basulia, dressed in her best clothes, which she had not worn since her husband Manasseh had passed away. A delicate veil hid her beautiful face. She was accompanied by her faithful maid, who carried on her head a basket filled with rolls, cheese, and several bottles of old wine. The sun had already begun to set behind the mountains when Yehudis and her maid wound their way toward the enemy's camp, their lips whispering a tefillah to Hashem. Soon they were stopped by the camp's sentries, who demanded to know who they were and who sent them. We have an important message for your commander, the brave Holofernes, said Yehudis. Take us to him at once. So they did. When Holofernes saw them, he demanded to know who they were and why they had come. I am but a plain widow from Basulia, said Yehudis. I came to tell you how to capture the town in the hopes that you will deal mercifully with the inhabitants. Yehudis then told Holofernes that life in the beleaguered town had become unbearable, so she had bribed the watchman to let her and her maid out. She went on to say that she had heard of Holofernes' bravery and mighty deeds in battle, and she wished to get to know him. Finally, she told Holofernes what he already knew, that the situation in the town was desperate. The inhabitants had very little food and water left. Yet, she added, their faith in Hashem remained strong, and so long as they had faith, they would never surrender. On the other hand, she added, before long, every scrap of kosher food would be gone, and in desperation, they would begin to eat the flesh of unclean animals. And then, she said, Hashem's anger will be turned against them, and the town will fall. But how will I know when the defenders of the city will begin to eat unkosher food, as you say, so that I can then Storm the walls and capture the city, asked Holofernes. I've thought of that, answered Yehudis. I've arranged with the watchman at the city gates that I will come to the gate every evening to exchange information. I will tell them what's happening here, and they will tell me what's happening there. Holofernes was captivated by Yehudis's offer of the key to the city. If you are telling me the truth and you will indeed help me to capture the city, said Holofernes, then you will become my wife. He then gave orders that Yehudas and her maid had complete freedom to walk through the camp and anyone who made them feel uncomfortable would be put to death immediately. A comfortable tent was prepared for the two women next to the tent of Holofernes. The two women, wearing veils and shawls, could now be seen walking throughout the armed camp at any time during the day and night. Fearful of their commander's orders, everyone gave them a wide berth. Soon they attracted no attention at all. 
Yehudas could now walk up to the city gates after dark, where she was met by a watchman. Tell Uziah that Baruch Hashem, everything is shaping up according to my plan. With Hashem's help, we will prevail. Keep your trust in Hashem strong. Do not lose hope, even for a moment. Having delivered this message for the commander of the defense force of the city, Yehudas left as quietly and quickly as she had appeared. The following evening, she came again to the city gate and repeated the same message, adding that she had won Holofernes complete confidence. In the meantime, Holofernes had nothing special to do, so he spent most of his time drinking. When he was not completely drunk, he would send for Yehudas. She always came to his tent in the company of her maid. On the third day, he was impatient. Well, Yehudas, what intelligence do you bring today? My soldiers are getting impatient. They cannot wait to capture the city and have their fun. I have good news, General, said Yehudas. There is no scrap of kosher food left in the city now. In a day or two, famine will drive them to eat their impure animals. Then Hashem will deliver them into your hands. Wonderful, wonderful, said Holofernes. This calls for a celebration. Tonight we'll have a party, just you and me. I shall expect you as my honored guest. Thank you, said Yehudis. I accept. That evening, when Yehudis entered Holofernes' tent, the table was laden with various delicacies. The general was delighted to welcome her and asked her to eat from the feast. But Yehudas told him she had brought her own food and wine prepared especially for the occasion. My goat cheese is famous in all of Basulia, said Yehudas. I'm sure you'll like it. He did. And he also liked the strong wine she had brought. She fed in the cheese piece after piece and he washed it down with strong wine. Before long, he was fast asleep, dead drunk. Yehudas put a pillow under his head. Then she uttered a tefillah. Answer me, Hashem, as you answered Yael, the wife of Heber the Kani, when you delivered the wicked general Sisera into her hands. Strengthen me this once, that I might bring your deliverance to my people, whom this cruel man has vowed to destroy and let the nations know that you have not forsaken us. Now Yehudas unsheathed Holofernes' heavy sword, and taking careful aim, she brought the sword down on Holofernes' neck with all her might. For a moment she sat to compose herself. Then she wrapped up the general's head in some rags, hid it under her shawl, and walked out and into her own tent. Quickly, she said to her maid, Come. The two veiled women walked leisurely as usual until they reached the gates of the city. Take me to Uzziah at once, she said to the guard. Uzziah could not believe his eyes as he stared at the prize Yehudas had brought him. There's no time to lose, she told the commander. Prepare your men for a surprise attack at dawn. The enemy camp is not prepared for it. When they run to their commander's tent for orders, they will find his headless body 
and they will flee for their lives. And that is precisely what happened. The enemy fled in confusion and terror, leaving all of their valuables behind. It was a wondrous victory, and it was the God-fearing, brave daughter of Yechenen Kayengadol, the father of the Chashmanoi, that saved the city of Basulia and all of its inhabitants.